0: Welcome back to another edition of First Eye View, the podcast. I'm your host, Dave Burkett, Lions Beat Raider here at Freak.com. And man, what a week we've had in Lions land here. It was first the Lions beat the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field, something uh, I can't think anyone outside the building actually expected. I mean, this was, you know, they were one in seven at the time and going to a place that they hadn't won in more than two decades. and. You know, to pull out the the win the way they did, a couple missed extra points, ten men on the field on on the game winning field goal attempt by the Packers. They give up a late touchdown, but for them to come out, you know, that, that give the guys credit for that victory. Packers didn't look very good. Aaron Rodgers and that offense struggled, but the Lions certainly deserve some credit for that. A few days later, the Lions hire a new team president, Rod Wood. He's a close family friend, advisor, really to the. Uh, the Ford family. Uh, he's been CEO of Ford Estate, sort of the the private family company that um, handles uh, investments and and the like, a lot of concierge services, things like that for for all branches of the, the Ford family. And uh, he's certainly a, uh, a trusted uh, uh, you know confidant of a lot of people in that family, and, and uh, certainly the people in charge now, Martha Ford and, and Sheila Fordham. And and that's why he's in charge as, as president. Um, And that's to take nothing away from his business acumen. But he admitted himself uh, in his introductory press conference Friday that uh, he would not be qualified to to run any other team in the NFL based on on his background. He came to the the Lions as an investment banker, really, um, a private equity guy. And uh, now he's in charge of, of the organization, really, that the Lions have entrusted him. Uh, and I will give him credit for this. I've got a lot of mixed reaction on him, a lot of negative reaction, to, to be frank. But let's give him credit for this. He was very honest in his press conference. Uh, I think the Ford family w- was honest, or he was honest on behalf of the Ford family too, about uh, exactly um, what to expect going forward. He said that uh, the, the the Ford family is bringing in uh, an advisor to help with this GM search. He admitted that that they cannot, and himself included, you know, cannot. Uh, run this search on their own they need some help they need some help from the NFL and they're certainly going to get it Um, I think everyone realizes how important a hire this is and it just remains to be seen you know who they're going to actually hire who they're going to be able to get there's certainly some questions about the the ownership structure and what's going on but let's be honest if if uh, Rod Wood uh, is telling the truth and and all hands are off and and the new GM has complete control over personnel and and salary cap and, and all the like um, you know, it could be a pretty attractive job. You know, I think one thing that people across the NFL uh, don't want is, is someone meddling in the football side of business that, that that doesn't know what's going on. So we'll see if that plays out. We'll see what sort of candidates they, they attract here in the, the coming weeks. But um, because of the, uh, the Rod Wood hire and because I'd heard such a negative reaction from from a lot of the fans, people wondering how the Fords could entrust the organization to a close family friend, somebody with, with no, admittedly no football experience, I wanted to bring on a man who knows the business side of the the NFL as well as anyone. And, uh, that's Andrew Brandt. Uh, certainly you've seen his work on on ESPN and on SI.com Monday morning quarterback. Um, you know, he's a a guy who he spent uh, a a number of years with the Packers, uh, in a, a senior role in that organization. Um, And, yeah, he knows the the business side of the NFL as well as anyone. I thought he could speak to a lot of matters here, you know, how how important football is in that president's role, uh, the hire itself. Um, He he could just shed a lot of insight uh, on what's going on the president's role. I think people don't quite understand what the president does. So um, here he is, Andrew Brandt, uh, Monday Morning Quarterback, SI.com, ESPN. Joined again on the Lions podcast here with Andrew Brandt, the ESPN NFL business analyst and, and Sports Illustrated columnist. And Andrew, I wanted to bring you on because of your uh, extensive background in the NFL and, and the Lions' um, decision this week to hire Rod Wood, their new team president, on Monday. And first, can you explain what the responsibilities of a team president are in the NFL these days?
1: Yeah, David, as you know, I was in Green Bay all those years, and I can only speak to that experience, the way we ran it there. I know each team is different, and each team has different, I guess, crossover between the football side and the business side. My experience is that the president runs the business side in terms of all the administration, all the uh, departments like finance, like public relations, like marketing, like sponsorships, community relations. And depending on the organization, has some involvement in football. But basically, my experience in Green Bay is it's pretty hands-off where they allow the general manager and the football operations people to run with some oversight, but certainly no meddling. And uh, I think a lot of organizations sort of have that division between football and then business, the president's side.
0: You know, I think we were used to seeing here with Tom Lawanda, a guy who... Um, you know, while he was not certainly involved in every aspect of the, the football side of things, he had his hand in, in, in some, you know, he, he was able to move back and forth, I guess, a little bit between the football and the business side. And many fans are wondering up here about this hire because of Rod Wood's lack of football background, and he admitted as such. He's a confidant of the Ford family. But how important, uh, even if it's not Involved in personnel decisions, how important is having, or how big of a concern, I guess, should that be that he has no formal experience in the NFL or in football in general?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the answer to that depends on how his involvement is going to go. If there is some crossover, as you said, with Tom, and by the way, you know, working with Tom and Martin as colleagues in the division for nine years, I know those guys well. And, yes, Tom was involved on the football side in my days of doing contracts and cap management. Tom was certainly involved in that. Uh, so I think the answer is if if Mr. Wood is going to be very involved, I think that's probably not his best uh, attribution to have no background. You want someone that's been involved, has an experience, has lived it, And that can be whether from a cap contract area, from scouting, from personnel, or from some other management area in football, you would like that as part of it. Now, if he's just going to be, as I said, supervisory role, checking in, making sure the reports are all set up so he knows what they're doing and not – meddling is too strong a word, but not delving into that area, that structure can work, sir. Yeah.
0: Now, his his, – Quote for those who did not hear it on WJR, his first interview um, after being named team president, he said he's probably not going to be directly involved in personnel decisions, but certainly as it relates to the financial impact of the team and the salary cap and helping facilitate those resources, uh, he will be involved. So the the salary cap, I guess that's a a tricky one. It's it's one thing to negotiate the contract and, and, you know, assign a dollar figure to somebody, but I guess the value of that player also comes into play when you're working with those numbers. Yeah, and
1: I and I do think, Dave, that's an experiential thing. Uh, if you're just dealing with contracts, okay, someone from the business world can certainly understand value, work with comparables, know how to negotiate, know how to see the agent's moves back and forth, play that chess game as they've played in other roles in the business world. I assume he's got a lot of negotiation background, but like you said, when you get into cap management, the cap is unique, and it's not only unique to sports, but unique to the NFL, with all the exceptions, with all the loopholes, with all the ways of signing bonus treatment, acceleration, dead money, things that the Lions have experienced in the past, especially with those three top-of-the-draft contracts maturing, and I'm talking about Stafford, Johnson, and Sue. Uh, So that is going to be a labor in itself, for him to get up to speed on that, if indeed he even tries. But obviously, someone overseeing that area is going to be extremely important, as as important as coaching and management there.
0: <laughs> Talking again with, with Andrew Brandt, ESPN NFL Business Analyst and, and Sports Illustrated columnist here on Burks Avenue our clients podcast here on Freak.com. And Andrew, do you know Rod Wood at all? Have you heard the name? Have you heard the name before he was hired on Thursday? Uh, I
1: did not, you know, and again, my experience with the Lions, I I trusted Tom on a lot of things and we saw Mr. Ford uh uh the young Mr. Ford involved, but I guess he's not involved anymore. Um but I don't know I don't know what.
0: No. It's it's certainly uh, Martha Ford the the uh, matriarch of the team and, and her daughter Sheila Ford Hamp who have yeah. taken on a, a big role with inside the organization. Um, let me ask you this, what are the most important qualities of a team president, then? Is, is Rod Wood, um, he's going to be a part of this hiring the general manager. Uh, he's going to be a significant, you know, figure in this organization going forward. What are the most important attributes that somebody has in the position that he's going to take?
1: Well, again, in the position of president, I think there's a communicative role that's really important because you have to be the internal leader, and supervise all the departments, as I mentioned. You have the administrative side, departments like marketing and PR and finance, community relations, sponsorships, dealing with your vendors, dealing with your suite holders, being the face of the organization, being a public face.
0: And then
1: what we still don't know, obviously, is if he gets involved in the football side, then the three areas of football operations, he has to make sure they're in sync. And those three areas are cap management, coaching, and player personnel. And you're going to deal with a lot of disparate uh, personalities, a lot of egos, making sure everybody's on the same page. That's a, and that's just half the job because that's the internal part. The external part is the NFL. And that person's got to deal with all the committees, all the issues. Sounds like that person's going to be the vote on all things coming up, such as L.A., such as how to deal with fantasy sports, all the things that are going to be coming up soon as key issues of dealing with the commissioner and the league office. So it's a big job.
0: No doubt. And, and I think a lot of that is, is are things that people forget sometimes when you, you look at what happens on the field and acquiring a talent forget about the sponsorships and the, the league votes the, the meetings all the, the business aspect of, of things that um, helps make this uh, a multi-billion dollar business uh, that, that NFL teams are um, I mentioned the the, the general manager uh, Rod is going to play a, a role in that and I don't want to ask you about specific candidates I think it's far too early for that the Lions are still in the infancy stages of that but in your past what have you found makes a good general manager
1: You know, I'm going to say communication. I know that's an overused word and somewhat of a cliche, but to me, a general manager has to roll in those three departments of the football operation, no matter what background he comes from. And those three areas, again, coaching, contract and cap management, and player evaluation. I think sometimes teams get in trouble when they hire the best, quote-unquote, scout. And that person's role is not only to scout. In fact, they do less scouting than they did before they were general manager because they're concerned with managing other things such as training room and equipment staff and security and all the things involved in football operation. So I would think a general manager can come from any of those backgrounds, coaching personnel or cap and contract management, but it's got to be someone that really can coalesce, get everyone on the same page, have a plan, have a vision, and get people to execute it. Uh, and, and again, that vision can be beyond what kind of player we're looking for.
0: Yeah, no, that's an interesting response because people that I've talked to, a lot of people from the scouting world obviously talk about the evaluation of talent and you know having a college background, a pro background, so so you can... Understand uh, the type of player that you're getting and how they fit into the scheme of things. But again, uh, it's such a complicated job. I guess that we sometimes whittle it down to some of the the uh, few things that that we are most visible to us. Right. Um, when it when it comes to uh Uh, player evaluation, I guess. Uh, You mentioned the GMs, you know, Martin Mayhew, he said he used to go out on the road a handful of times during the season. So I guess it's putting the right people in place underneath you and trusting those people as well to to secure that talent. Yeah,
1: you can only do so much as one person. And what typically happens is the general manager will do scouting from a 360, or actually that's not the right cliché, the 30,000 point of view where... They're not going to pick an area. They're not going to pick certain players or certain positions. They're going to just oversee all the area scouting and all the national scouting that goes on and make the trips that they need to make for the key players they're thinking about drafting, for key positions, for key schools. You know, some general managers only go to the big-time pro days, not the other ones. Uh, So again, that's it's not just scouting, which I'm trying to make that point, right? Because
0: anyone can hire
1: a scout. A scout is not necessarily a good
0: GM. Yeah. Well, you worked on the uh, player representation side as, as well as the, yeah. you know, the the front office side of things. Um, what do you? How is the Lions' job viewed across the, the NFL?
1: I think that the Lions are a team that's People always feel like ready to make that step. And they've gone through hard times, they've gone through good times, they've been on the precipice, they had the tough playoff loss last year, but ready to make that step. So I think it's viewed as a as a desirable job, a desirable team. And again, anytime you have ownership that obviously has substantial funds and willing Willing to uh, let the person be autonomous and run with it—that's a—that's a desirable job. And yeah. again, this is all—all all under the backdrop of we don't know exactly what the wood role will be.
0: Right. And maybe we don't even know exactly what the ownership role will be. And let me it that best. You mentioned ownership. That's one question I've got from people across the league: is what is going on up there with ownership? What's the secession plan? Um, because of some of that uncertainty, how much may that dissuade some top GM candidates or, or what questions, I guess, will they have to have answered in order to um, join the Lions in that capacity?
1: Yeah, I mean, that has got to be handled tactfully and professionally by both an applicant or someone that's interviewing for the position, and I'm assuming that position, that person is going to have representation. Just like players have agents virtually all Coaching and general manager candidates now have agents. Uh, that's something you got to talk about. You know, where's the plan? Uh, what's the security? Again, if you're talking about negotiations, if you have a top GM candidate you want to hire, they're going to want to know, obviously, salary and, obviously, autonomy. And they're going to want to know security. What is the security like um, of the position? So... If there's a change, you know, we saw something go on in Buffalo a couple of years ago where the head coach was able to get out of the contract based on an ownership sale. Um, you know, that's now a precedent. Something like that
0: should happen. We've seen that in, in New Orleans, too, where at least that uh, indications right. reports are that that's part of Sean Payton's contract and... I guess maybe we'll get answers for for how the Lions uh, ownership structure will, will go on as as this search go on, goes on. Uh, it's Andrew Brandt, one of the best followers out there on Twitter. Follow him at Andrew Brandt, and uh, an excellent analyst. You see his work on ESPN and, and Sports Illustrated. Andrew, thank you for joining me on the podcast.
1: My pleasure, Dave. Thanks.
0: That was Andrew Brandt, one of the best business analysts out there. Uh, ESPN, Monday Morning Quarterback, SI.com, and I hope he shed a little bit of light on. Uh, you know, not the inner workings of what's going on with the Lions, obviously, right now, because there's only a few people that know. And and that's really why, you know, Rod Wood was hired to be president, because he is in that that small inner circle right now with Martha Ford and and her children. Um, But uh, what goes on in the NFL, at least what a president's job is, you know, what sort of qualities make a a good general manager, um, you know, exactly what, Uh, you know, people across the league may be thinking when they see the Lions hire somebody to uh, the president's post that has no prior football experience, no prior NFL experience. And, look, I've talked to a lot of people here uh, the last few days and, you know, since the hire, and I know a lot of people locally are are up in arms about the hire, but I think we have to give it a chance right now. And the fact of the matter is, if uh, the business side and the football side of this organization are separate Uh, It's something that can be successful. It's a recipe. It's a formula that has worked across the league before. The most important hire for what happens on the football field is the general manager. And the most important thing an organization can do for that general manager is give him free reign, as long as it's a good general manager. Now, I think we all know the the Matt Millen, um, you know, side of things. But as long as they put the right people in place and let those right football people do their job, there's no reason the Detroit Lions can't be successful. So um, they've got about six weeks here to to make the hire that's really going to shape the organization going forward. Uh, it's a very important hire. Uh, we'll talk about candidates uh, at a podcast on a podcast at a later date. Obviously, the, the names you all know: Elliot Wolf, Eric DaCosta, you know Nick Cesario, Chris Ballard. Um, you know, I, I could go on, Trent Kirchner, there, there's a whole bunch of guys that, that could or should be in the mix and, and I think will, uh, at the end of the day, be on the line short list. It's whether they can uh, get those guys in for an interview, whether those guys want to leave their current post, what other competition they have. And and truthfully, the, the Ford family, uh, this job at least is, is seen as a, a good job across the league. Uh, as long as some of those those ownership questions are answered. So, look, Lions two and seven. They got a big game this week. Start of a three game home stand. They play the Oakland Raiders at Ford Field. Uh, coming off that Green Bay win, really important for this team to to build on that. You know, if they don't, um, look, it's not like they're going to make the playoffs anyways. I think we all you know can acknowledge that. But uh, for um, the sake of a lot of people in that organization who are worried about their jobs for players, for, for everything that's going on right now. They need another win this weekend. I'm on record as saying, I don't think they're going to get it. I, I just don't trust that offense enough yet. Even at home, Jim Bob Cooter's third game as offensive coordinator, but I, I still don't like what I've seen out of that offense. I don't know that they're going to be able to score enough points to keep up with the Oakland Raiders who have one of the best offenses in the league uh, this year, and the Raiders, everybody talks about the Packers offense, but the Raiders have better skill players outside of quarterback, obviously, because Aaron Rodgers is one of the best, but but they have better weapons for for their quarterback than the Packers do for Aaron Rodgers, and, and ultimately, I think, at the end of the day, that's why the Lions lose this week to the Oakland Raiders at Ford Field. Thanks, as always, for joining me here on com. Hope you enjoyed the podcast this week, or downloading it on, on iTunes, however you, you found us here, and uh, shorten week next week with thanksgiving but we'll be back the first week of december with another podcast and uh appreciate it as always once again dave burkett